So you know, there's like there's uh, there's a lot of like famous film lines that people say are one thing, but it's actually they never actually say it in the film. Yes, yeah. like uh, misremembered. L- Luke, I am your father. That's the classic. Yep. Yes. Right. He says, it's "No, just, I am your father." No, mm-hmm. I am your father. But we all say, "Luke." I am your father because right. it's just easier. It conveys the idea. We know yeah. it. Yeah. We're not trying to quote it exactly. It's like uh, the other big one is like in um, in uh, Casablanca. Uh, they never say play it again, Sam. Right. Mm-hmm. right. They just say play it, Sam, play it, Sam. or just play it. Play it. Yeah, like they, yeah. they. But play it again. That conveys the idea that that song was a memory in the movie. Mm-hmm. I always think that's really interesting because I think a lot of people get worked up about misquoting things. And it's just <laughs> like, we're just wrong. trying to get the essence of the film. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I've only seen Casablanca once. I've never seen Casablanca. You of all people. The one film that whenever I admit I've never watched it, I usually get a five-minute diatribe of <laughs> why, how, have, and what's wrong with you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but no one ever really explains why I should watch. I mean, I know it's like at yeah. the top, if not one of the greatest, the greatest film of all time, supposedly. But everyone's just like, oh, you just have to watch it. That's all they ever tell me. Uh, it's probably one of the biggest ones that everyone expects you to have seen because it's yeah. so iconic. Yeah. They probably don't tell you why because they actually haven't watched it either. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. They're like, deflect, deflect. At least one instance that's incorrect, but maybe. Maybe they just kind (laughs) of remember that they were told it was great as well. I don't know. Well, now it's on your list. It is on my list. I'm Andrew Lindy, and I have seen Casablanca. I'm Bethany Brinton, and I have seen Casablanca. I'm Cheryl Jones, and I have seen Casablanca. I'm Elisa Gonzalez, and I have not seen Casablanca. I am Joe Myers, and I have not seen Casablanca. And this is It's On My List. Everybody Goes to Rick's is what <laughs> this was called. Well, it was a play. When it was a play. It was yeah. a play. It was a play. Oh, right. is it? Everybody Goes to Rick's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Rick's well, Cafe a, American. Foreign title. <laughs> yes. It was uh wasn't it written by like a school teacher? Yes. I'm trying to remember yeah. There there was is I this remember the Twilight of the Day. Well, it was, <laughs> it, was it, it's a, it is a bizarre story cuz um there are more I think they added more writers for the film. Oh, yeah. More there was a lot of rewriting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was going on behind the scenes all the way up until they didn't even have an ending. Mm-hmm. Uh but it was like the play was a hit, they wanted to make the movie of it. Got it. And it was the idea that a couple of years before, one of the other production companies, because this was Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. I can't remember who the other production, but it was a, a film called like Algiers. Mm-hmm. So they were like films with these kinds of name names of places do well. <laughs> uh, so the the classic formula of this made money, therefore this will also make well, money. And then I mean, after Casablanca, there were others that used either the name Casablanca or a, yeah. another name of a place. If you look up Casablanca on IMDb, there's like a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I will. I I'll save it for later. But there is. Uh, they try to make TV series out of it. No, I'll save it for later. <laughs> no. but, yeah, uh, let's let's stick with the original right now. Yeah. But, uh, see, I didn't think the play was a hit. I thought it was like unproduced or like a very small production that they oh. somehow got their hands on. It might be the script for. I I just remember they really wanted to make it. They like, yeah yeah because it got. I mean, after Pearl Harbor, it, they kind of grabbed it and paid. Like for the time, a lot of money for it, like twenty thousand or whatever, mm. and threw it into production fairly quick. Okay, but yeah, it was uh, Murray Burnett and Joan Allison co-wrote the play, uh-huh. and um, it was while one of the two or both were on vacation from teaching. <laughs> so uh, you know, if you like to write, go for it. Nice. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, of course, we've talked about Humphrey Bogart before, but we have Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart. He's the best. Is Rick. Yes. And this it. performance is his best that I've ever seen yeah. out of the limited amount. But before uh, Treasure of Sierra Madre was my favorite film of his. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's really good. Okay. But this, I thought he did very well. Yeah. I. Uh, it was about halfway through this movie, having seen it once before. That I finally realized, oh, I get it now. I just don't like Humphrey Bogart. Oh, that's horrible. now I haven't that's seen fine. the treasure of the Sierra of the of the Sierra. Yeah, the of of Sierra that might turn you anyway, around. It might. Well, that's the thing. I was like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the I don't African think Queen. I've, seen I've really I only like seen you know, Maltese I've never Falcon. Seen African Queen either. Yeah. African oh. Queen, I love. So I need. I, to, I do movie. need to give him those additional chances. Yeah. But so far, just that's what it is. I don't. Hmm. See, really now like I didn't him. care for him in The Maltese Falcon, but I, I loved him in this. I thought yeah. he was, he skirted that line. He wasn't, I honestly went into this, I didn't really know the story at all. Great. So I expected <laughs> like, oh, macho, man's man, Humphrey Bogart, and that is not at all no. what this character is or how he played it. So it was a, a very good surprise for me. I still feel like there's uh, an element of that in it. A little more Undercurrent. than I broken down, yeah. Macho oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not, not, yeah, it's definitely not like Maltese Falcon, yeah, which right. I For really, sure. really. Well, that's the thing I realized. I'm just going to give you my opinion right here is that I realized with Maltese Falcon, I, I actively hate that movie, like, I, <laughs> I hate it. This movie, Casablanca, I don't hate, but I dislike. Oh. So okay. I'm just I've yeah this is my second time seeing it. Cheryl I'm still scale. like I, was I say, just, we need a Cheryl meter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, from Big Lebowski to Gone with the Wind. To Gone with the Wind. Yeah, no, I thought that as well as I was thinking this. I thought it's not like Gone with the Wind where I just actively really want to like yeah just destroy it, burn it down. But you know, <laughs> like the South, <laughs> like the South. But I have to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was the image in my head. So, uh, yeah. Oh well, so oh, the the dam's broken then. So you don't care for it. You I don't really, hate it, but you don't care for yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't. It's not something I would ever want to just. Oh, hey, I'm just gonna watch Casablanca, you know. And I just when I have seen it these two times, uh, I'm sure the first time was probably like in film class somewhere along the line or something. But uh, yeah, I just have not enjoyed it. So Bethany. What do you think of this movie? Do you like I it? I love this movie. Love and I, I'll, I, I, I'll get into this later, I guess. But I think it's because of like the 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 whole writer situation where it was kind of done pretty quickly, and they didn't have an ending, and they were patching it up and rewriting it day by day. But there's a lot of really good 
like joke punchlines or even just like great one-liners, whether or not they're, they're jokes or not, or they're serious, but it's so quotable. There's many things. And to me, it has the feeling of a writer's room rather than like one person going, this is my magnum opus. This is the story that I'm playing out. It's like a pretty basic story with these characters. Like if, if, if someone gave you this outline, you could probably write a fairly similar script, but it's just so quick. And, and it's a lot of, I feel like it's a lot of people in one room going like, Oh, it'd be great if they said this. Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh, but my line's funnier than yours. Ah. And And so it really comes across on screen where it's just like fast and you're, you're being entertained the whole time. And it's a great story. And the cinematography is great. It's black and white. You have really good actors. It's just a fun time. I like this movie. You are, you are definitely in the majority with that opinion, which is, I'm happy for you. I wish I could be. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew. Andrew, I I think it's just okay. I, I I had also only watched it once before, um, and I remember thinking like, oh, that's pretty good. But that was I feel like very early in my movie watching journey as a human. Yes, yeah. Where I'm just like, oh, I haven't seen any films. Here's a film that's like, yeah, high, highly regarded, and I'm like, okay, I am vaguely aware of most of these actors, and they're all doing a really good job. Like. Mm-hmm. Like all the minor characters are very, they're performing top notch. They're delivering. If they have one joke, they deliver it very well. Yes. Yeah. If they have one characteristic, you know, that characteristic, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, but I, yeah, I think much like Cheryl though, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, let's just watch Casablanca for fun. Yeah. Like it, it almost feels like, like homework in a sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, by the end of it, you're like, okay, yeah, that was very good, but I'm, I this watch especially there's like a middle 30 minutes where I'm just like is anything happening yeah there's a middle <laughs> chunk where it kind of slowed it slows down yeah for a bit. where I'm like I know what happens next and I'm just waiting for one of the characters to go like okay let's go do that thing yeah, like, yeah. That, that's just what I'm waiting for yeah I, don't know. I, I I really liked it I, I would you know watch it again uh the performances, Peter Laurie again. I yes. just he is. He's always I the high point. Adore him, and, yes. and and Joe and I were trying to talk about like there really isn't anyone like him Mm-mm. since today. Like who? No. Like, and um, just in this movie and others, I just loved, and I hate that I didn't realize that he was gone so soon. From the <laughs> I know, movie. right? I'd oh, forgotten but, that. But too. he's like, so oh. memorable in this movie. I, I associate him with yeah. this film. So yeah, yeah I, I I really love I love this movie a lot. I loved this <laughs> really? wow. movie. Finally, you can tell everybody. For Joe. This is the and point of the podcast. <laughs> for anyone who's trying to explain to someone why they should watch this movie, I can do it simply for you. <laughs> Star Wars is Space Casablanca. Oh, yeah. Casablanca right, yeah. is the most Isley Cantina scene mm-hmm. for an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> Essentially. You've got Nazis instead of the Galactic Empire. Mm-hmm. Rick yeah. is Han. Yeah. The couple coming in trying to get out of Casablanca and get back to the States or wherever where they can help fight the Nazis. It's Obi-Wan and Luke and the droids going to try to get <laughs> off of Tatooine. Maybe I yeah. should rewatch it with this in mind. I'm not yes, sure. And, and I thought I was crazy. And I started nope. Googling stuff to research. And I am not any sort of brilliant person thinking of this. There's like so many things going, of course, that was an influence on wow. Lucas oh, from yeah. Yeah. Star George, Wars. George Lucas borrowed from so many different yeah. right. like Down to almost the look of Never the, even dwellings on Tatooine oh, look yeah. very much like that's true. the yeah, architecture that's true. Yeah. I, I was thinking a lot of uh, Solo the the Han Solo prequel and kind of 
especially with the backstory in this movie of like them in Paris and like everything was going great and then she just vanishes and then he turns into this jaded dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's well, kind of what they did with Solo yeah. where like yeah. he was like a little bit idealistic and he joins the, the force or whatever and then like this girl just like leaves with a, with no explanation and he's like... I, I even <sighs> think the Mandalorian has a bit of this with yes. like yeah? you think of yeah. Grief Karga uh, running the, the bounty hunter union out of his little place is kind of like, that's Rick. He's just like, okay, I own this place, whatever, come and go. Take care of your business. I don't report you to the authorities. It's that, kind yeah. of, yeah. Even, it's all kind of there. Sydney Greenstreet, as was his name, uh, Signor Fignari. Jabba the Hutt. He's Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> 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 so, go to yes. the end of the movie. Like, you don't really know what Rick's going to do at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Just like Han gets his credits and flies off. Yeah. Like, yeah, lots of luck to you, kid. Mm-hmm. You don't know if he's gone forever, if he's going to like come back and help save the day at the end. So many parallels. So, yeah, just tell everyone. Star Wars is Space Casablanca. Casablanca is an hour and 47 minutes or whatever the runtime is of the most Eisley Cantina. <laughs> well, Watch yeah. it, even, even in that comparison, then Claude Rains is like Lando, and I kind of love that. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's Where why I love his He's in his charge character. of Cloud City. He's in charge of Casablanca. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. I feel like we compare every movie to Star Wars. It's a good starting point from like your average moviegoer. Because your average moviegoer is going to go see like big blockbusters and and maybe whatever subgenres they're interested in. But like if you say Star Wars, they can be like, okay, but which part? And then like cantina scene, hour and... I was gonna be really, I was gonna be really clever and use the the line from the Mandalorian, and I can't remember it. <laughs> Insert it. I cannot. I can't. Help. No. What's what the line? The line. The one that all the the. Oh, Mandal- this is the way. Yes, this is the way. This I don't know. I couldn't. Like, There's a line. I think it'll work. Oh, darn it. Obviously, obviously, you're not studied the noise of Mandalore. <laughs> I need to take another run through on that series, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Such a Boba Fett, total poser. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, speaking to the, the that compar- comparison, Cantina comparison, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was kind of surprised. I, I paused the movie at one point to, to, like, go answer the phone or something, and I was, like, 20 minutes in, and you're still in that first scene in... Uh, the cafe. I mean, you, you get a little bit of setup, like, hey, in Casablanca, they are waiting for the time, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> but then once they start, and it's that first night at Rick's, you're there for a long time. And it didn't feel like, I'm like, when are we going to leave the cafe? You're just like, this is so cool. It's like, here's this co- conversation in this corner, and this one over here, and this, and where's Rick? Where's Rick? Where's Rick? It's like this big, yeah, the setting, mysterious, like, reveal sort of thing. The setting definitely works. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I never had that feeling either. Like, when yeah. are we going to get out of here? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's kind of interesting how well that works. Did anybody else notice like the first half of this movie is almost a musical? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All, how well, the music many, is good. Yeah, music yeah, is right. good. But, like how many songs there are in Knock it. I kept noting wood. like everybody kept, yeah, having the, the acts there at the bar and then uh, in all the different, yeah, things that were I wonder if that's kind of was the style at the time they knew that kind of would work in a movie a lot of it a lot of song I I haven't done the specific research but a a lot of these movies um, they would take songs that like that studio already had the rights to or the rights to their catalog Mm -hmm. so like um, as time goes by was a song that was either written for an earlier movie or another musical or something Uh, no the I remember so I watched a a little documentary mm. that was on the DVD and they, uh, the guy who wrote that song like wrote it for the movie. 
Really? Oh. And it was, I thought I'd heard that. And that they were at one point considering like, okay, we'll swap it out for another song. And it was so baked into the movie oh, that yeah. they couldn't. Yeah. And they were like, well, this guy, he figured out how to make his money. <laughs> he got his song in there. Yeah. But then you get, uh, at early in it, you get It Had to Be You, which is a standard, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously everybody knows it from When Harry Met Sally. Um uh, I think that's when it's in. Uh, yeah, then you have it's in a bunch. Knock on Wood is mm-hmm. another song. There's a Spanish song. Uh, yeah, it was interesting how many. Brazil plays in it, an orchestral one, which of course, makes, of course makes me think of the movie Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Very different film. So uh, let me just bring this bit up because I just noticed my all capital letters note to myself. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so Peter Laurie brings him the letters of transit, which drive kind of most of this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And asks him to, uh, he has these letters to sell. He'll use the money, Peter Laurie's character will use the money to leave Casablanca. And he asks Rick to hold the letters for him an hour, maybe more. Rick doesn't want to take them overnight, but I was trying to, oh, because this is all, we get this whole thing at the beginning about these German couriers that they're looking for, or, or the people, who, they're looking for the person who killed the German couriers who were carrying the letters of transit. So anyway, so he knows, you know, okay. Uh, so he takes the, the letters from him and he hides them in the piano cover the lid. The lid. Thank you. <laughs> lid is the I top should be more careful with you know an expert. In I'm the just room. helping. I'm just helping. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Uh, and he does it only literally while everyone in the place is looking at the piano because there's a spotlight on it mm-hmm. because Sam is playing it. And he literally he's slightly out of the spotlight. OK, but he literally in front of everyone slips them in there like nobody's gonna see him do anything weird like why why did he even walk up in the middle of a performance that's why it's so nonchalant though because it's yeah. like ah oh, it's just rick he's just running the place uh, and i'm like everybody not... sees him do put something in there they don't know what I'm it like, is that's though. no but why that why in the middle of a performance i always thought the spotlight was kind of the idea that the whole room was because they can't show that the room is pitch black right but mm-hmm. that the room was so dark that the Watching spotlight Sam. was all that you could see Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of the okay. concept of that visual. In theory, okay. And I, but I also it's not, think like yeah. it's not uncommon for the owner of a place to like slip a note to the piano player. Like yeah. just like, Yeah, but to like the piano lift like the lid and put something inside. I think it would be more suspicious if he was talking to someone, they're whispering, and then he goes to his office and like puts something away and comes back down. I mean he could have just later... come and talked to Sam when the song was over. And done it. There's like, never when any everybody, songs over. When everybody's <laughs> it's a club. There's going to be music all the but time. But when everybody's milling about doing their thing, and he could just be like, "Hey Sam," and then they're slipping under there, and nobody's going to notice. But uh, like, I just, I don't know. To me, I was like, really? When literally the entire restaurant is looking in your direction, I, I just it I bothered me. I don't know. Well, see, I didn't pick up on that because I, I also didn't think that everyone was looking at the yeah. piano. Everyone was kind of doing their own thing, even though he was playing kind of in the center of everything. Yeah. But the way Rick walked up, like it was something he does all the time. Yeah. It wasn't one of those like, let him look to the left, look to the right. Is anyone watching me? I'm going to no, stick this I in mean, there. Look, he just kind of I see him thing. being like, yeah, he's the club owner. I don't know. It just bothered me. I just thought it was a very well. And I also think at that point, no that. one would think that he had the letters yeah, of transit. That's the yeah, thing. no, that was the but whole still, thing of, it was yeah. just Peter Laurie giving them to him. <laughs> the, I it's just a felt, valid. It point. was just his choice of moment. 
was just weird to me. Hmm. I was like, well, okay, well, whatever. I mean, it worked, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like that line later on, because he's like, I'm going to let them ransack the place, and then I'm going to go back. And then he's like, we didn't find anything. He's like, where were they? He's like, he was in the piano. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, says, ah, blame me for not being a music yes, fan. Yes, blame me for not yes. being musical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the cast in this, I had, I knew Humphrey Bogart was in it. I don't know if I knew anyone else that was in this film, Hmm. but the cast was outstanding. And and I didn't know Peter Laurie was in it. My only complaint about this film is he's not in it enough. I wish he would have been. I wish he would have been in it for at least another thirty minutes because I yeah. just love him so much. Yeah, I I did forget that he died so early. He, yeah, <laughs> like God, uh, yeah. But yeah, I and I also had uh, remembered from the first time that he had hid the those papers in his safe. But obviously, watching it this time, I went, "Oh yeah, that that would be they'd find them immediately." <laughs> like, yes, right. Yeah, yeah, it's the first place mm-hmm. they'd look. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, you talking about the cast? Someone that I didn't even realize. Uh, was in this until this time. Uh, Conrad Veidt, yes, uh, who I enjoyed in uh, the Man Who Laughs, which was uh, an older film. That's when uh, they say like was the first like Joker. Well, movie, he right? has kind the of look. Sort of. Kind yeah, of. yeah, he has the look. The the oh. the way that his face is is stuck in a in he a smile awesome. is the look of the Joker, and that's why I watched that film, and I thought he was very good in that. I haven't seen it. And then it. here, yeah, he, of course, it. he doesn't look like that at all. So no. I didn't, <laughs> until at the end of the movie, I was like, why does he look so familiar? No. Oh my god! Oh, no. So I I think even that to that point of casting, Which character was he? He was like the Strasse. Nazi captain. Oh okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, That's I why was you said like, that. that even is such good casting <laughs> because he's so good at like kind of being vaguely evil. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously he's a Nazi. He's very evil. But, and, uh, just his presence. know about those Nazis. <laughs> kind of vague. And I love how he kind of came aboard this. Like he was very anti-Nazi. He left because they had sent death squads to take him out. So he wanted this role because he wanted to play it with like venom and vigor oh, to make awesome. everyone that would watch it in the States be like, oh, man, these people are evil. Yeah. yeah. And kind of kick them out of their malaise of just like, oh, yeah, because we'll this get was released whenever. kind of in the middle of every. This wasn't yeah, like, was like the war's year. over. Let's make war movies. This was a yeah. year after <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the time frame we're looking at here. So, it, you know, the U.S. had finally got into the war mm-hmm. and it, this came out. But I mean. He's fantastic, and I, so I know him from the Man Who Laughs and mm. uh, the Cabinet of Doctor Tlegar. Yeah. Oh, right, of course. Oh, yeah. 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 Right, I've seen so that. It, one, but yeah. and I had no clue he was here, and I, of course, didn't recognize him because yep. I'm used to the older films he was in. So when I checked IMDb, I'm like, "That's who that was." Wow. And then I read his story. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is." I mean, the film is great. The allegories, everything's fantastic. Its place in history is mm-hmm. amazing. Most of the people on this film were. Jews who had to run out of their homes and countries Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they were going to be killed otherwise. And this probably for the time, especially, and probably even now is the most diverse cast and crew. Like there were only, Mm -hmm. I think out of everyone there, three Americans and like the prominent part of the casting, everyone else was from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So it's just everything about this film. uh, I I am absolutely in love with at this moment. Oh yeah. My favorite character is Renault. 
for, for oh, sure. So yes, <laughs> definitely. Just yes. Especially, I didn't even pick up on the Lando thing, but now that you said that, I'm oh, like, yeah. man, he is a total Lando. Like, I'll, I'll fight for whatever side gives me the most money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that part where he's he says, I'm shutting down the club, and Rick's like, uh, why? He shocked, goes, shocked, goes, I shocked, tell you. Shocked to find <laughs> yes. gambling here. And a porter walks up and says, you're winning, sir. Oh, my God. It's, of course. So, so good. <laughs> and even later in the film, when the young couple is trying to mm-hmm. win their passage out because the, the young husband's gambling and losing, and he's kind of over in the corner almost wringing his hands like, yeah, if they lose, and they're going to still need a way out, and I'm going to have my way with that woman. Yeah. Right. And the, yeah. like, I was surprised that they considered that only alluding to the fact that he might be using sexual favors. Like it used to be more, more overt. And uh, there was a more overt reference previously. And they had, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. had to censor it because the censors were like, you can't have that in there. And I'm like, they really didn't. If they toned it down, it must have been way overt because that was still very well, there, much. Well, there was yeah. an earlier scene in Reno's office. And I think someone came in and was like, oh, Major Strasse is like, is arriving or something like that. And then, and then I, I might be mixing this up, but then he's like, Oh, so-and-so is here to see about her, her passport or her letters of transit. And he's like, Oh, send her in. And he's like loosening his tie in the mirror. Or yeah. No, apparently yeah. they made it much, much more like, wow. Yeah. This is not ambiguous wow. at all. <laughs> but then right after that scene, he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah. You won this one, Rick, but yes. tomorrow I'm going to bring a nice blonde yes. in and she's going to lose. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. No. He's not a good guy. No, no, because <laughs> no. he is also working with the Nazis. Yes. It's not, yeah. He's entertaining. Yeah, he's, he's not, entertaining to watch. Anyone yeah. in this, car- maybe with the exception of Laszlo, who was like the holy patron saint and <laughs> yeah. angel. Um, the stories are told around the world of yes. Victor Laszlo's like, escape. Ev- yeah, ev- everyone in this movie is neither like maybe, and then the Nazis are like all bad because they're all Nazis. But like Rick clearly is not great or terrible. Yeah. Same thing with Renault. Same thing with um, Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> Name. Yeah. Gone. Anyway. Ilsa. Is what I was going to say. <laughs> So gorgeous. Oh yes. my gosh. Well, also, every shot of her is like the softest lighting. Yes. You've ever. It's like they, yes. they cut to Humphrey and it's like, bah. you cut <laughs> finger burn, it's like soft halo around her. I'm like, okay. And I love that she was taller than him. So he oh, had well, to stand short. on He's blocks. a short guy. He's not like super short. He's just kind of average. Yeah. But well, she's German. She would have to, he would have to wear blocks or mm-hmm. stand up on something when they were face to face. And when they Tom sat Cruise down, <laughs> they seriously Framing. put a little booster pillow for him to sit on so oh he would be God. the same height yep. I think that's so funny <laughs> uh, so um, from that little documentary that I watched they also said that originally it was three completely different actors that they had for the the three leads wow uh, and they like the writers and director were like, yeah, we feel a little lucky that we got <laughs> we got yeah. these three <laughs> especially um, the deal with Paul Henry as Laszlo was that um, they were borrowing him from another studio um, and that he is, it was like this thing that they, they only could get him because they put him third build. If you look at like the posters and stuff, oh. he is like right after, you know, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. Like, and he was even huh. still mad at that because he didn't know if he should play second fiddle to anyone. Yeah. Because he wow. was that big of a star, apparently. I, I hadn't heard of him until he's this in film. A few, I can't think of their names, but I've seen him in a few things. And he's, he's pretty good. He's great. Yeah. 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 He thought it might be a hit to his career. To play kind of second or third fiddle. Well, and I mean, back in back in that day when actors were contracted out, like that was kind of your standing in in Hollywood. It wasn't like I mean, A list, B list, C list. Like literally, it was 
how high am I on on this cast list? How many lines do I have? How many scenes do I get? Yeah. Which it still is to an extent today, but their actors are so much more free to like do a movie with whomever, whomever can pay the most. Um, but then it was just like, I don't know how many chances with Warner Brothers I'm going to get to be like the star. So I don't know if I want to risk some time over here to go be over here to be the third bill in this movie that may be terrible. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was... All, and, and yeah, all the actors did a fantastic job. I would say, especially the scene stealers who had like two lines. Like the, the one w- French woman at the beginning who was like very drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Rick is like, go home, tells his, tells his bartender to send her home. He's like, I love make sure bartender. she gets home safe and come right back. Yes, boss. <laughs> Every scene the bartender it was, I oh, loved him. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, who was it? Um, hold on one second. Oh, the, the, the bigger guy. Yeah. What's his name? Like the maid, the, the major D. Oh yeah, the one who's when when they ask uh, Carl, he's like, "I'm the second biggest banker in Switzerland," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, the first biggest is our pastry chef." Is our pastry chef. <laughs> <laughs> but I even like uh, Dooley Wilson. Oh, he's great. I had no clue. It, like he couldn't play piano. He was a drummer. Oh, wow. He was faking it. Uh, well, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. And sorry. I would have swore I, It's very he was... clear to me. I'll, <laughs> show you, I'll show you a scene. It's one of the early ones where they, they and he's he's moving his hands like in time. So yes, he's a musical guy, but he's just kind of like flopping his hands on the piano like this. Sure. But I don't know if they mention it in the documentary you watched, Andrew, but mm-hmm. I was kind of taken aback that almost every actor who publicly spoke about this film as it was happening before it came out thought it was a disaster well because <laughs> they, it wasn't they a good movie yeah they didn't have an ending yeah it was a troubled they, production there was yeah they were they were extremely troubled uh they interviewed uh was it ingrid bergman's daughter Whoa. and she was saying like yeah my mom was very upset with the way that they were handling this movie like we didn't know where it was going by the end they didn't know if uh, they would end up together if or <laughs> what would happen because every that was the original ending of course was yeah. that laszlo gets on the plane that rick yeah Rick and uh, Ilsa, which I would have oh, hated together. Leave, right? Yeah, and leave him behind. I would have hated that, and I also yeah, would have, yeah. I would have yeah. hated if they put him on the plane and she stayed behind with him too. I yeah, thought no the way it ended, yeah. The, yeah, they that was whatever it was. It was Rick and Ilsa would be together at the, yeah. end, at the end of it. No, and that was yeah. They really had to like go over that so many times to figure out like how do we even do this? And it was one of the screenwriters said that he had a moment where he real like he thought of the phrase this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship mm-hmm. and it was like how can we work that in like how ah. can we like that's that's <laughs> what we need so they and they were like how do we who do we want to see die at the end of this movie and it was uh, yeah it was yeah so they that's how they kind of all they're like who do we want to see shoot him rick like they just pieced it all together yes. like that until they were like okay yeah so rick can't can't end up with elsa like yeah. And I thought it was interesting, even before they had that ending, Ingrid kept saying, well, who, which one am I in love with? And they kept uh, telling her, both. Both yeah. of them. Both. Like, like that's it, how it works. Play it right down the middle. <laughs> yeah. So I even kind of flying blind, so to speak, like I thought she did fantastic oh, in yeah. that role of just, yeah, like he's my husband. Of course I love him, but we have a thing too. Mm-hmm. Which also yes. was an issue for the censors having have the a, two of them. They have a thing in Paris, and the Germans, the Germans are coming, and she has the fantastic line: "Is that cannon fire, or is it my heart pounding?" <laughs> <laughs> to be hey, to be fair, the age Lady. difference is made very clear, and I did also. I to me, the Paris flashback scene is like the most not most boring, but just like 
It's weird. Cringy. Yeah. Need it, really. <laughs> it's weird. Because because it's Rick when he's like a happy go lucky dude. Right. Yeah. Before he becomes jaded, we're like, I ah, want jaded. Rick. I could have done with like just a couple. Just a, a bit. Yeah. yeah. It goes on for a while. It really but is. I think that the part of that scene really highlights their age difference because he's like where were you 10 years ago and she's like I was getting braces on my teeth yes I did the same thing I did the same thing I was like oh that's a much bigger age difference than I thought wow okay well were they were Humphrey and Ingrid dating am I thinking of something else I think you're thinking of something else no they they weren't they they weren't dating but there were heavy rumors that they had an affair on set because Humphrey Bogart's wife always hated her and claimed that he did have an affair with her. Taylor's old as time. It, it, from everything that I could find or read, okay. they said it wasn't true. They, okay. they really didn't. Uh, funny but, thing about that documentary that I watched, it was only like 35 minutes, narrated by Lauren Bacall. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> she has a little intro part, and then she just talks over, she patches together all the little stories that oh, they're cool. telling. I was like, okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with more. It's on my list. One hundred and five minutes of Super Mario Brothers in the can. Can't believe we did it. Uh, what's next? Obviously, Denson checks in. Oh, you mean the nineteen ninety six ape film directed by Ken Quapis? That's right. We're gonna watch it one minute at a time, and for each minute that we watch, we're gonna find a film that pairs nicely, like a, a wine with a fine dinner. Sounds great. See you next week. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. Yeah, I didn't think they needed that flashback. And part they did, of, or even I like think half they did the a little bit because it kind of, you know, you, you, you got to see why he was so uh, tormented by yeah, her. And I you guess. can see how, how much in love. Well, what they said was five into... days. Yeah. That was, well, and mm. that kind of makes sense when you first fall in love with somebody. It's just like, yeah, awesome in the beginning. But it was only five days. and But you could see how much he lo- they loved each other and yes. and how she left him and, and why he was such a jerk. Yeah. Not a jerk, but just like, you know, I, I wouldn't yeah, blame she, him. Yeah, yeah. she My heard him. Just... dead heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I did love that they never explained what happened that he had to leave the States and couldn't go back. Mm. Ah, yes. Yeah. Because I, I kept waiting for that. I kept waiting for that to come back up and for like you know the, one of the Nazis to be like, "Oh, well, you're a wanted man in the states for murder, <laughs> something <laughs> stupid." <laughs> and like that never. They just kind of dropped it after that. I was like, I'm so happy that they're not spelling out every yes. little thing in this movie. Yeah. That was that was another one of my favorite throwaway lines when when uh, Strasse comes to the cafe and Rick sits down with them and they're just like, ah, oh, we have a dossier on you. And he's like, I didn't know my eyes were brown. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a suave dude in this. I love it. I love it. But like he never, he has that calm control of like, I know I run this. You never see him. He never grabs anyone. And like, well, until the end. Mm-hmm. Like he's, but it's not really like panic. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 It's just, it's all just like, yeah, I'm Rick. You know who I am, so you're gonna fall in line because I'm giving you that look. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, you know, especially I, since I feel like he should be so worried because for most of the film he has the letters. Yes, like yeah. that's what everyone <laughs> is scrambling for, mm-hmm. and he does not give one inch of of any kind of recognition whenever someone's like talking about the letters. And what I love about that is the first time they show him, it's a pan up from a chessboard to him, ah. and it's, oh, it's the second I, I saw that. Even... I'm like, oh, okay, I love this, one. (laughs) 
And then two, when it was over, I'm like, he was playing chess the whole time. Like yeah. everyone, he was calm, cold, and collected. You couldn't show, tip your hand. You know, he's not staring at one section of the board the whole time. He's all over the place doing things, mm-hmm. making moves. And then checkmate at the end when he whips the gun out on Strasser. He's like, Psh, I got this plan, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> well, he kind of like, this is kind of sad, but he's also kind of living like a man who doesn't care if he lives or dies. Right. Because yeah, clearly he's definitely. been gutted by this thing and he's just like, well, I'll just do do what happens until someone shoots me. It's going to happen someday, mm-hmm. so why not? <laughs> yeah. You know, to a point though, but also like he he really did love her. Oh, yeah. And he knew that the only way she was going to live and be happy was if she left with her husband on mm-hmm. that plane. If she stayed behind, they were going to get hunted and killed, or they would always be on the run, and she would never mm-hmm. be happy. Or she would always be thinking about If he Laszlo. forced her onto the plane with him and left Laszlo, Ooh. then she was never, Ooh. like, she would, her love would die the moment that plane, she's like, started up and left the runway, <laughs> you know? So it, it's just so perfect. The end of that movie is so perfect. Yeah. For Sorry, Cheryl. Pieced together. All right, I, I know I'm in the minority on this. So, how, how many pages of notes on this one? Uh, six pages. Oh, of notes. Pretty I'm looking yeah. through it. It's really just all, almost all quotes and things. Okay. You know, it's very. Cool. It is yes. Very cool. And I didn't realize books. how many quotes used, like, that I never knew came from this movie that come from this movie. Oh, from this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So many. That is my least vulnerable spot. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That one and round of the usual suspects is and we use here's looking at you kid is said four times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I was that? I feel like it's a rumor that that Humphrey kind of because I think he was teaching her how to play poker in between uh, takes, mm. and that was a thing he, according to rumor, that was a thing he would say to her when they were playing poker when they would like lay their hands down. That's what I had read as well. F- and he he supposedly very, ad-libbed it into the uh, film okay. too. It feels but, very written though. I don't know. It does. Yeah, it really <laughs> yeah. does. But. But yeah, I had read the same thing. Is yeah. it? It's Almost something like the, that he um, said. Yeah. Almost so. like the the song, like like you were saying, as time goes by, it's like in every scene, in, in the score, in mm-hmm. like every scene. <laughs> that Round, and La Marseille are like round up the <laughs> usual suspects. Such a good. Well, that's a good because it's beginning and the end. Yes. That, like really bookends the whole. And then there's the movie, The Usual Suspects, the usual suspects. which is a brilliant movie, which I really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen. No, I'm just kidding. Totally seen that movie. I was gonna get really excited. Let's do it. <laughs> also got a lot of Indiana Jones vibes. I mean, yeah, from the setting for sure. But like, just all the different characters and like and yeah, Nazis and and who's scheming against who yeah. and how it do makes you get it, this thing? Makes sense. Lucas was inspired. Oh, yeah. a couple of different ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> like, I'm gonna make Casablanca this way. I'm gonna make Casablanca this way. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll butcher the name of the song, but the scene where the Nazis are singing their song oh. and then everyone else starts Mar- singing over La Maze. That La, one. The French. That's such a good anthem. scene. I legit teared up. Oh I legit so teared up. And, and that was before I knew that everyone in that scene had ran from the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that they were legit teary-eyed yeah. making the film and especially that scene. It's so yeah, that was so a re- that was a really good moment. I like that one. And I like yeah. there's a there's a strange kind of pettiness to the to the Nazi officer going over and saying, "Shut down this bar." Oh, <laughs> oh right. they, yeah. they don't like my song. Shut down this bar. <laughs> yes. It's like you can't make them like your song, dude. Yes. They don't even like you. Get out. God. <laughs> That's so petty. <laughs> in, a, in a way he I mean any Nazi officer or whatever, but like I got some like 
less comedic Colonel Clink vibes from Stress. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. gonna do what I say and blah, 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 and Hogan. <laughs> 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 Authoritarian's gonna. What do you mean you knew there was gambling going on? <laughs> I exactly. saw nothing. Yes. Let's watch it right now. Let's do. This is one of those things where we're used to say before Netflix and all this stuff. Like, oh, if it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. No one mm-hmm. really flips through channels anymore. <laughs> And if you do, and if this is on on like AMC or TCM or whatever, then just yeah, that would be yeah, the only channels it would be on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like they don't really show black and white movies on. You don't do like the channels five and nine thing. Yeah. And also, the, yeah. the lighting in this movie is so, again, it's, it's black and white. But like, I I remember one of the earlier scenes. I think when he's talking with Peter Peter Laurie or Renault. And he's going, and uh, Rick is going up to his office, and he he leaves uh, the the frame, but it's just like a spotlight on his silhouette. So he his silhouette is having yes. a conversation with Renaud. I'm like, oh, oh god, so yes, yeah, I, that, that was, was really such cool. a great yeah, scene. That was yeah. really neat. That was with Peter Lorre. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is so going to sound like bragging, but God, that movie looked good on that television over Ooh. there. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you watch it in the original? Uh, Format or was aspect it stretched ratio? to widescreen? Aspect ratio, yes. Uh, Thank I you. could not tell you to <laughs> be honest. Original. Whatever is on. Okay. okay. If it did yeah. have black bars on the left yes, and right, yes, it did. Okay, then yes. <laughs> I I was I don't know if it, I think I started watching it from one service and it was like stretched and I'm like no, it's you, weird. You and can't. the I had to switch over to a different connection because my internet was being buggy and then I went to the original aspect ratio. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting because <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. I don't. I watched it on Amazon. And it didn't feel stretched, but I don't recall the black bars on the side. Yeah. So I think it was. That's interesting. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I normally would, but then I, I don't it, like the movie. I'm so bummed. I didn't buy it. I'm gonna go back and buy it. Yeah, oh. you can buy it. You can probably get some nifty special edition Blu-ray or something. Yeah. You know? Probably so. They. I know uh, this. This movie is performed as a live in concert thing, not with my company, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> they. I think they've they've done it. Uh, in Nashville a few times, but I was never available to go see it. But that, to me, speaking to some of the in-concert performances that I'm a part of, I really like seeing older films with done live to picture because the sound quality is, obviously, if you watch it, it's like of that time. And you, you, you hear the orchestra and you, you hear the strings, but it's always got that like old muffled kind of sound. Yeah. To be able to hear this score from a live string section in that front of you is amazing. just it's it's like better than 3D is, is kind of how I describe it <laughs> it's, it's like 3D yeah, no, yeah. I get exactly what you're yeah. saying yeah. it gives yeah. you like a better experience of the film and it's it's wow. it's really just like a whole nother element and, like, and do they have a guy fake playing piano for everyone to watch that'd be interesting because for I remember seeing Singing in the Rain live and they they did mm. all those songs live yeah. they have the um, the oh, extracted vocals and then they they, yeah, they play live the thing. Yeah. It's very hard to do, but yeah, I'll bet they. It's have really a guy good though. Actually playing piano, <laughs> <laughs> while Dooley does his little hand bouncing thing. Oh. He I does it see well. This at the Egyptian. Ooh, God, I bet this looks yeah. great at the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, make it so. All I, like, <laughs> it's what we talk about. It. Like, I want to watch this again fair. right now, but I want to watch it on like a, the, a giant screen somewhere. Yeah. I think I would love I to watch just... it with a performed score. Yeah, yes. I, I think would too. would be fantastic. Tell me all about yeah. it. Someone get, get the Hollywood Bowl <laughs> on the line right now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised they haven't done this one there. Yeah, that the seems bowl. like a pretty natural. I think place a lot for of it. a lot of places that I saw the schedule, it was done as a Valentine's Day, like we or something. Very very romantic. Go figure. Which, which is why, romantic. honestly, I asked for this to be our episode for February, mm-hmm. 
thinking that it was like the regular Hollywood romance and it's not the regular Hollywood romance, but it is a very romantic film. Yes. So it's perfect. It's I, I do yeah. think it's not the regular Hollywood romance, but I think there is something of movies that came out around that time having this kind of um, love triangle involving like a thought to be dead husband or some something like that where it, the one one person is like well I need to you know fall in love again and then they're like no I can go back and save them or oh they appeared again or yeah. something like that where it's like she's blameless yeah. <laughs> she wasn't cheating yeah. she thought he was dead it's not her fault yes uh-huh. so even though I was like I hate it when like the old, the movies that where it's the big romantic story but it's totally adulterous and it, like it just yeah. kind of really drives me up the wall this one I was like okay like yeah you get a pass she legitimately <laughs> thought he was dead I get it okay you're cool yeah <laughs> to hear about the remake <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely I want to hear about that so they tried to do TV shows of it s- several times there, in the 19- yeah, I don't know how you would possibly that's yeah, in the 1950s the- I mean it's essentially shot for shot like the, the clips that I saw it's like they were just like okay let's redo the beginning and then I have no idea where they go from there because <laughs> just do the movie as a show like yeah, stretch out every work. scene what, I, oh. I guess the Peter Laurie character would live for three episodes I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of them Spin-off. was in the in the 50s uh, I'd be done with this yeah. and the other one was in the 80s and oh, it had no. some big names and I can't remember the other ones but playing Renault was Hector Elizondo oh. and I was like that's perfect like, I actually was yeah, like I would watch like that show that's awesome I love Hector uh, but yeah and I think especially the weird thing is at the time I don't think they had like, I think the way TV shows are now a, a, a like mini series version of Casablanca could work Maybe, but at back then I'm like, do they just stretch it? Is it like a sitcom? The story is yeah. That's what I that's what I immediately imagine as a sitcom version of Casablanca in the '80s. Yeah. Oh God! No, I I can see it now. Like the the fake audience applause when like Rick enters on the sing on the multicam. When Renault says a funny line, we get the big yeah. The canned laughter would be oh, yeah. cringing. I think. Well, and I think this story is so tight. Like, and this is why it's like a big film school thing of like, this is what a good movie is. Like, mm-hmm. you, yes, there are some slow spots in the middle where it's very like dialogue heavy and monologue-y, but it's it's a tight story. You never feel like you're missing anything. You don't want to know more about like kind of like what Joe was saying. You don't need to know why he can't go back to the U.S. or why he doesn't want to. It's 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 tight and you 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 get a beginning a middle and an end and you feel happy and satisfied <laughs> yeah i will i will i will go with that that yes it's it's a well crafted film it looks beautiful it's well constructed i it just for whatever reason it just doesn't on a work for me and there's the bogart thing that yeah i need to explore further <laughs> whether that's really what the issue is for me maybe you'd like the films where he has a smaller role maybe oh, where I'm he's sure, not a lead yeah yeah <laughs> Because he can do like, uh, like you know, like villainous. He can do like really yeah. evil stuff, and I that's like, like villains entertaining anyway, to watch. So, yeah. yeah, I think he's just great at talking with a cigarette in his mouth. No one can do that. <laughs> yeah. Casablanca. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> I'd be on the floor by now if I were trying. <laughs> Flicking ash up into your eye. (laughs) They did try to do a sequel that quickly fell apart, thankfully, because no one was coming back. I I can't remember what the name of it was. After Casablanca. (laughs) But 
Cuss about time went by. Novel. There was a novel called As Time Goes By oh. that came out in 1998. Oh, no. by a gentleman named Michael Walsh. You're better than that. It starts directly after the plane takes off at the end oh. of the film. Oh, so tacky. And it bounces. <laughs> it bounces us. back and forth between the early 30s and that time period where they do tell you. Why Rick had so, to leave. So it's a prequel uh, and a sequel. He was a small-time criminal during Prohibition in New York. Okay. Fell in love with a girl. That girl's father didn't think he was good enough because he was a small-time hood. Of course, he was a gang lord guy. So it's Godfather 2? Basically kind of like that. <laughs> gang wars erupt. Rick has to leave quickly. Mm. Set in the present day for this world, he and Renal escape, hook back up with Ilsa, Fight the Germans. Oh my God! And at the end of everything, I don't. It doesn't say. Uh, I didn't look far enough into what happened to her husband, but he's now out of the the picture. And Rick and her marry and live happily ever after yeah. back in Casablanca. Lazo coincidentally died of friendly fire. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I expected. <laughs> that's the cheesy crap I expected. Yeah, yeah yes. that's that's like that's trying to beat a dead horse with. <laughs> Yes. Can we, can well, that we was get like, more out of this? Uh, with the uh, the Gone with the Wind sequel book. Yes. That was the whole idea of like, they don't end up together at the end of Gone with the Wind. Oh, let's do a book where they end up together anyway. Yeah. Why, why is that the trend? Why do they do this? Yeah. Is that also the 90s? happy ending. <laughs> Yikes. Just write your fan fiction and... <laughs> that's, that's what it feels like. It exactly. feels like fan fiction. Like, what, if, what if he was in Prohibition and so, It's like, no, just no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, because they show. <laughs> okay, speaking, of, speaking of Looney Tunes, one of my bef- way before I saw Casablanca, uh, there was a, a moment uh, in my childhood I very distinctly remember that on uh, whatever cartoon channel it was, they made a big thing. They're like, "Oh, we're going to be um, showing this Looney Tunes cartoon, Carrot Blanca." Yes. I remember that. And this I was like, familiar. "I was like, yes. I have to see this." Yes. I was like, for some reason, my child, I was as a child, I was like. Yes, this will be the most important cartoon. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and I don't even remember half of it now, but I just remember thinking that was going to be so important to watch that. And yes. Was it in black and white? Uh, and I don't no. think so. Oh. But I, I even remember like asking my mom, like, how long is Casablanca? Because I thought it would be oh. Casablanca, but full out oh, with wow. Bugs Bunny and everyone. Of course, I it was like seven that. minutes. You know, it's like... Not... Right. Spe- yeah. Speaking of which... I seem to recall yeah. Bugs in the... Yeah, the whole get up and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that... And I always think of this when I see any of these three movies. Go look this up. It's the SpongeBob actors dubbing classic movie scenes. And the first one they do is Casablanca. <laughs> and it's when, when Ilsa first arrives. And so SpongeBob is Rick. Sandy is <laughs> Ilsa. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Patrick is uh, Laszlo. <laughs> oh. And uh, Squidward is Renault. And it's just <laughs> excellent. Oh, wow. And I cannot hear the line, the Germans wore gray, you wore blue not in Spongebob's voice. <laughs> it's excellent, and I highly recommend it to everyone. <laughs> so I got it right here. 1995. Came out end of August, and it was eight minutes long. Garrett Black. <laughs> yes. And I'm totally going to look that up. After you guys yeah. leave and watch it. Yeah. Like the Scarlet Pumpernickel. <laughs> yes. <Wow>. Yes. <laughs> This is the beginning of a beautiful podcast. Oh, God. All the quotes. You're fired, Andrew. Before we watch that plane fly off into the sunset, we do have to say, nominated 
for several Oscars, but won three. Yep. Best picture nice. at the 16th Annual Academy Awards. Six, wow. Best director wow. for Michael Kurtz. And best writing for screenplay. No acting? No, nominated, but no winner. Yikes. Uh, Bogart wow, and uh, Claude Rains. That's how it goes. That is. Mm. And not even best music. I wouldn't have thought the music that would have excellent got Excellent Steiner score. Did not. But yeah. So it is. Go watch it. I think. I'll say. It's a pretty good movie, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. I think Again, the, clearly this is I'm one, in the minority. So I, I mean, it is I'm all okay subjective, too. I, I am shocked you didn't like uh, Bogart in this one, though, because he does play different than I've seen him in other films. I, I thought it was very good, but <laughs> maybe you just don't like him. I, I guess. I'm discovering that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Bethany Brinton. I'm a musician and composer. Uh, I did music for this podcast. Um, yay. Yeah, yay. <laughs> Thanks. I have a fan. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, we are It's On My List Pod at Twitter. It's On My List Pod at Patreon. If you want some extra special goodies that Andrew puts together for you. Um, and please let us know. Email us at It's On My List at Gmail. It's On My List Pod at Gmail.com. Uh, let us know if you like Casablanca, if you like Humphrey Bogart. If you don't, what's your favorite line from Casablanca? What's your least favorite line from Casablanca? I actually have a few of those. But anyway, that's all of our stuff. Get in touch. And I am Cheryl Jones. You can find my podcast, Movies Made Me, at mmmpodcast.com uh, or Twitter and Facebook at Movies Made Me Pod, Instagram at Movies Made Me. Uh, listen on your favorite podcast app. I'm Elisa Gonzalez. I'm on Twitter at This Elisa. Um, yeah, that's. I'm Joe Myers. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at that Joe Myers. I also co-host a horror podcast called The Podcast Macabre. You can find us online at podcastmacabre.com and wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Andrew Lindy, and I host a couple of podcasts, one of which is Nothing New, a remake podcast where my co-host and I talk about remakes uh, every month. You can find that at benvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, and the other one is called Dunstan Checks Min. Uh, where we break down the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In minute by minute and we pair each minute with another feature film. It's a lot more fun than it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the ape film, okay? It's, it's, it's a lot of it's a goofiness. Uh, you can also find that at benvnetwork.com slash Dunstan, and that Dunstan is spelled with a, uh, an, a U and an O. I, I suddenly forgot which one is more important. D-U-N-S-T-O-N. It's the O. Yeah. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. And thank you for listening to It's On My List. <laughs>